Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The Edge Pass is the newest way to get access to FedEx Forum on game days, including to premier venues like Big River Steel Edge and Caesars Sportsbook Lounge. Don't miss seeing Ja, Jaron, Dez, and the rest of your Grizzlies take on the biggest names and the brightest stars and lock in your tickets to make big-time noise today by calling 901-888-HOOP or clicking grizzlies.com. Morant with a running start. Elevates. Oh, it dunks. Oh, my goodness. Tie game in overtime. Gasol will turn his heat. It's good. It's on top. Seven tenths remain. Only now with three. Counting. A 15-point lead for Memphis. And Blake Griffin gets into it on the floor with Randolph. Hard to tell if there are any punches being thrown under there, but Griffin took exception. Adams going long. Morant. Welcome to Grits and Grinds, a Memphis Grizzlies podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. The Grizzlies started their post-All-Star break schedule with a crushing defeat at the Philadelphia 76ers, a game that the Grizzlies led for the majority of of it, they got up by 17 points in the first half. They were up by 11 with six minutes to go after a very nice strip of Joel Embiid by Xavier Tillman led to a fast break dunk from David Roddy. The Grizzlies looked like they were heading towards a huge road victory. But alas, down the stretch, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris make big plays, and the Grizzlies on their end of it, do not come up with the big plays and the 76ers rally, beat the Grizzlies 110-105. to John Morant went scoreless in the fourth quarter. He finished three for 16 
from the field, one of the worst shooting performances in John ja Morant's career. Statistically, of all games, he's attempted at least 15 field goal attempts. It is the worst field goal percentage he's ever posted in a game. This comes on the heels of his 8-for-26 performance in the final game before the All-Star break. Now, John ja Morant, in his last two games, has the second-worst stretch in Grizzlies franchise history for a player who attempted at least 40 field goal attempts, which is a lot, admittedly. That's a ton of field goal attempts for any uh, two games. But Marc Gasol uh, was 10-for-40 in back-to-back games back in 2016. John ja Morant right now... 11 for 42 in his last two games. I was hosting a watch party in Nashville, and everything was going so well. I mean, you got off to a great first quarter. Desmond Bain has the second highest scoring quarter of his career with 19 first quarter points. The Grizzlies get out to a fast start. They lead. Again, they led the entire game, basically. I believe they were down 7-6. to six. And then they led until Tobias Harris's three uh, in the final minute. So much of this, unfortunately, was a familiar story, a familiar refrain for how the Grizzlies are losing basketball games. This is their eighth straight loss on the road. They let a lead slip away again. This is a team that won its first 31 games this season when it had a double-digit lead. Now it's blown, I believe, five second-half double-digit leads uh, in the past month or so. The Grizzlies' half-court offense completely stalls out. The Grizzlies' fourth-quarter offense completely stalls out. You may remember, the Grizzlies have the worst offensive rating in the fourth quarter in the entire NBA. We try to excuse some of that with, hey, there's some blowouts. We don't always play our guys. Well, guess what? Lots of teams have blowouts. Lots of other good teams have blowouts. The Grizzlies have the worst offensive rating among all teams. The Grizzlies have the third worst net rating in fourth quarters. The only teams with worse fourth quarter net ratings are the Rockets and Spurs. Those teams are horrible. In the fourth quarter of this one, the Grizzlies were outscored 35-24. to 24. They pieced together three great quarters of defense. They held Joel Embiid in check. You had a lot of good moments from Xavier Tillman, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., of course, blocking Joel Embiid's dunk again. He has several now career blocks on Joel Embiid that are very spectacular. David Roddy, Dylan Brooks each had turns trying to hold Joel Embiid in check and did a fine job. Joel Embiid missed... I believe 12 of his first 13 field goal attempts, but he kept coming. He kept blocking shots. He kept getting rebounds. And then down the stretch, you saw a team that had two superstars playing at superstar level. The Grizzlies, we wish, had two superstars, but John Morant was struggling, obviously. And uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain couldn't match forces in that fourth quarter. It looked like clearly the Sixers had the two best players on the court. That is not what we hoped for, for this Grizzlies season. But looking at the Grizzlies' struggles in the half court, which we know is something we've highlighted, we keep talking about it, and you notice it in fourth quarters of games, specifically in fourth quarters of games against good teams. The game slows down. You stop getting transition opportunities. Can you score when it matters? This is why most people, myself included, have docked the Grizzlies from 
considering them one of the main contenders in the NBA. They're a tier below because of their inability to perform in the half court. The Grizzlies were outscored 24-8 to in the final six minutes of the game. The Grizzlies made three out of 14 field goal attempts in the final six minutes of the game. They also went two for four from the foul line. All of those were Xavier Tillman. I mean, Xavier Tillman played well. He did what he can do. He, uh, he provided some of the only buckets in the fourth quarter for the Grizzlies. He split his free throws. The Sixers made three-pointers. The Grizzlies in this game, not just in the final moments, the Grizzlies only made two three-pointers in the final three quarters. Desmond Bain made four three-pointers in the first quarter. The team made five in the first quarter. They went two for 21 in quarters two through four. The Grizzlies had their third worst shooting performance of the season overall with 39% from the field, 21% from three. But it was all going to be okay, it felt like, because the defense was good enough and they were performing just well enough offensively until you got to the bog down in the final six minutes. And now, if you look at the Grizzlies' season-long stats in these clutch situations, it is a bleak story. Things have not worked out in the clutch for the Grizzlies this year. Now, some of this, I think, is they haven't had that much clutch experience. They do, in fact, have a lot of blowouts, and they do have a lot of games that aren't close at the end. When they lose, sometimes they lose big, and when they win, they win big frequently. The Grizzlies have played the fewest clutch minutes in the NBA. They've played 73 total minutes. This is using the NBA's definition of clutch minutes, which is the score within five in the final five minutes. Spread out over 25 games, they've played 73 clutch minutes. So it's, it is truthfully hard to take much from these stats because 73 minutes is not very much. You can say the Grizzlies have the fifth worst defensive rating in the clutch, which is true, but also 73 minutes isn't that much. But there are some stats that I think definitely match the eye test that really highlight how bad it's been for the Grizzlies this year in close games. If you narrow the clutch definition to just the final three minutes of games with the score within three, final three minutes, score within three. Again, the Grizzlies uh, are tied now for the fewest of these minutes. But in these minutes, the Grizzlies have the second worst offensive rating and the fourth worst defensive rating. That's a bad pairing, which makes a net rating for an abysmal minus 30 when the game is within three points and it's in the final three minutes. Because there's so few minutes, net rating is probably misleading. It's probably best expressed in actual points. They've been outscored by 19 total points in these 34 clutch minutes. But the truly awful numbers, those are not the awful numbers. Those are just regular numbers. The truly awful numbers, this season when the score is within three points in the final three minutes, the Grizzlies' field goal percentage as a team is 29.9%. It's worst in the NBA. I recognize that without having Steven Adams, we're feeling a little bit down. Losing a straight on the road will uh, make you feel kind of not great. But also, these clutch stats making me feel not great. They further demonstrate, I think, the difficulties the Grizzlies can face this postseason. If you look at overall team records for the games that meet my specific clutch definitions, the score within three, final three minutes, 
The Bucks are 13 and 4 in these games. The Bucks are awesome. They're a title contender. The Nuggets are 17 and 6 in these such games. The Nuggets are the best team in the West, a title contender. The Nets, who were elite, are 16 and 7 in these games. The 76ers also 16 and 7. The 76ers are good. The Celtics are 13 and 7 in these games. Guess what? Those are the best teams in the NBA. Not counting the Nets, I guess, no longer one of the best teams in the NBA since they got rid of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Now you look where the Grizzlies are. In all games where the score is within three, anytime in the final three minutes, the Grizzlies are 7-10. and 10. That's a worse winning percentage in these games than the Hornets and the Magic and the Pacers and the Rockets. The only teams with the worst winning percentage for games that are within three points in the final three minutes are the Raptors, the Pistons, the Thunder, and the Spurs. Again, it's only 34 minutes, spread out over 17 games. But the Grizzlies are shooting 29.9% from the field. They're two for 19 overall on three-pointers. I mean, we saw it in this game. Some of it was bad luck. John Morant had a layup that looked like it was going to go in. It also looked like he got undercut a little bit. Let's lay up. The last two-minute report doesn't come out for several hours. It'll be out later this afternoon. I do, I do feel like there might be several missed calls that harmed the Grizzlies. But the Grizzlies still had their chances. They missed their shots. They got beat to loose balls. The Tobias Harris three that gave him the go-ahead uh, point for the Sixers came on a second-chance opportunity. Joel Embiid chased out a rebound out to half court. Why aren't we beating him to that basketball? On the next possession, when the Grizzlies missed a shot, John Morant had a tough floater, one of his five misses in the fourth quarter. James Harden beat the Grizzlies to the ball. James Harden got on the ground first to win the loose ball, threw it ahead to Joel Embiid to put, uh, to put the Sixers up by three. But the clutch time problems continue for the Grizzlies. The fourth quarter offense continues for the Grizzlies. And if you want to look at the specific culprits for the season-long clutch time struggles for the Grizzlies, it is not a pretty picture. Here are some individual stats for the Grizzlies this season in the final three minutes of games if the score is within three. John Morant, in these situations this year, is 6 for 28 from the field. That's 21%. He's missed all five of his three-point attempts. Guess what? Desmond Bain, 3 for 15 in these situations. 20% from the field has missed all seven of his three-pointers. Two of them were in this game where the Grizzlies had a chance to tie it. I mean, I guess we can talk about the final possession right now or the final possession uh, when the Grizzlies were down three. They ran a great play. They got Bain a, a really, really good look from three. He missed it. He unfortunately missed all of his threes after the first quarter. But Bain misses the first three. Then he gets a rebound, gets a second look at it, and misses it horribly. Looks like it was going to bank in. Then the Grizzlies get that rebound. Jaron Jackson Jr. panics. Seems like he panicked. I know lots of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s three-point attempts looked rushed. Well, it seemed like he didn't understand the game situation, the clock situation. There was still a lot of time left. He fired up pretty wildly with 13 seconds left, and there's your ball game. But you got two good looks from Desmond Bain. He got a lot of good looks in this game that he missed. Part of the Grizzlies going two for 21 from the three-point line in the second, third, and fourth quarters, 
That includes Bain missing a lot of actually wide open threes. Jaron Jackson Jr. had some great looks. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s only made three-pointer was a bizarre leaning Bainton three-pointer at the end of the first half, which stopped a Sixers run and put the Grizzlies up 12. But Bain has missed all seven of his three-pointers in these super clutch situations this year. So here's the huge stat. I mean, I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to combine the numbers. This season, if the score is within three in the final three minutes of the game, Ja Morant and Desmond Bain are nine for 43 on field goal attempts, and they've missed all 12 of their three-pointers. Jaron Jackson Jr. is three for eight from the field in these situations. He's missed both of his three-pointers. So Ja Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., 0 for 14 from three in these super clutch situations. No one else on the team, by the way, has more than five field goal attempts if the score is within three in the final three minutes of games this year. Uh, Dylan, he's two for five. He made one of the two made three-pointers for the team. Tyus Jones has the other made three-pointer for the team. So clutch situations remain a problem. Half-court offense remains a problem. Three-point shooting remains a problem. It's hard to win when you only make seven three-pointers. The glass half full, if you want to do that, is despite John Morant going three for 16 from the field, despite the team only making seven three-pointers, despite only making 39% of your field goal attempts, the Grizzlies were ahead. They were up by four in the final two minutes. I'm a little tired of trying to console myself with that. We know the Grizzlies, are, they're a top 10 team in the NBA. This is why they're not a bad team, but it's what's, I think, holding the Grizzlies back from being an elite team. These struggles that we know. Also, the things we were looking forward to for the final 25 games. I podcasted with Chris Harrington on his Daily Memphian podcast on Thursday. By the way, uh, the video for that podcast is up on my YouTube channel, the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. So if you want to watch that video, you can do that uh, exclusively on the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. But we talked about things we want to see in the final 25 games. And one of the things we want to see is we want to see Dylan Brooks uh, into slump. Did Dylan Brooks into slump? Nope. Nah, three for nine from the field. He made a couple of good shots, but he just he missed a ton, just like he does. We want to see Tyus Jones get going again. Nope. Tyus Jones did not get going again. We wanted to see a little random thing. We wanted to see Santi Aldama play some uh, play some three. Uh, nope, that didn't happen either. Um, so Tyus Jones scored two points. The bench, once again, doesn't get a double-digit score from any of the guards or wings. Although Conchar got close. Conchar with a huge game. Nine points. That's almost as shocking as P.J. Tucker scoring six points for the Sixers. Conchar very, very active in the second quarter. I mean, Conchar had a good game. But the bench gives you one out of six three-pointers. Roddy made the only one. I mean, Roddy, again, really strong game. Commendable game from David Roddy. Using his physicality, some very good defense, got out in transition, got the couple dunks. You know, great game from Roddy filling in while uh, Zaire stays with the hustle. Jake LaRavia stays with the hustle. Luke Kennard, if you didn't know, was out for this game with a non-COVID illness. I wanted to see more of these uh, good specific lineups uh, notably, I wanted to see my favorite five guys play together, and guess what? They did. They started the game with John Morant 
Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, and Jaron Jackson Jr. And then in like a cruel joke, they only played the first three minutes. Brandon Clark got in some foul trouble. And despite starting my favorite five-man lineup, they didn't play it after the first three minutes of the game. I think they thought Xavier Tillman is a better option on Embiid, which is probably true. Tillman had a good game. Played 32 minutes off the bench, 12 rebounds, eight points. Got two assists, two steals. But it wasn't good enough for the Grizzlies, um, who uh, fell short once again, and now find themselves down six games to the Nuggets in the standings. In the race for the one seed, they are six games behind the Nuggets, and honestly, we need to start uh, keeping our eye on holding on to the two seed. The Grizzlies are only two games clear of the Kings. Three and a half games up on the Clippers. The Grizzlies play the Nuggets on Saturday night. Very big game, of course. If you want to take a positive outlook for this game, the Grizzlies are 8-0 and on Friday and Saturday home games. They have one of the best home records in the NBA. They're 24-5 and at home. Unfortunately, they're 11-18 and on the road now after dropping this one and, of course, their last eight road games. It's disappointing, obviously, when you let a lead slip away. It's disappointing when you're playing a team ahead of you in the overall NBA standings and you lead for the whole game and you let it slip away. It's disappointing when, you know, maybe your two best players in Ja and Jaron only make eight of 32 field goal attempts combined. Although that Jaron was great. I mean, Jaron had 18 points, nine rebounds, four block shots. Yes, he missed some shots. It's going to happen. Desmond Bain scored 25. I mean, 25 points, eight rebounds, two assists for Bain. You'd think it'd be enough. But unfortunately, once you know that he had 19 in the first quarter, it's a little bit less exciting. But anyways, we'll keep our heads up. It's a tough place to win. The Sixers are very, very good. And I think highlighting, I think the continual way that it's highlighted for the Grizzlies that these are our shortcomings, it seems like that's useful. Like, the players have to know that we have to do whatever we can do to be better at half-court offense. We have to find a way to perform better. It's not good enough. We can't rely on athleticism. We can't rely on our defense. They only picked up five steals in this game. And the defense is good. But if you're not generating those turnovers, it's going to be tough if you're not making your threes. I mean, if you're you're not performing in the half court. Maybe there's nothing the team can do. I don't know. It's not like, at this point, it's not like an aberration when the team has a bad three-point shooting night. It's a feature. Unfortunately, it's a feature. A good thing for for this game is the Grizzlies actually got to the foul line a lot and made their free throws. Yes, Xavier Tillman with some some rough misses at the final uh, couple minutes, but... The Grizzlies got to the foul line, generally made their free throws. I guess one thing that is notable that I guess we should talk about or acknowledge is John Morant was kind of weird on the final possession. After John Morant inbounds the ball, he just stands still for like 15 seconds, like literally motionless. 
It seems like he would try to reposition for a three, be light on his feet, like you can see Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks doing, like moving around, ready to, you know, be prepared to shoot if the ball comes to them. You know, crash the glass, go in and uh, get an offensive rebound and try to keep the possession alive. I know that's not his normal task. Normally, guards are in charge of getting back and making sure you don't have a run out. But you know, down three, final possession. That's the time to go get the ball. Um, so a little bit of weird stuff from Ja. I don't think there's anything wrong with Ja. I assume he's going to have a huge game. He's going to have a huge game coming up. Um, his 20-point streak, consecutive game scoring 20 points, he had that snapped, only scored 15. His uh, streak of nine straight, where he had at least 20 points, six rebounds, and six assists, obviously snapped. Only had 15 points, three rebounds, and five assists. That's a horrible game uh, from John Morant. So the Grizzlies will rebound, and they better. I mean, the schedule, as you know, over the next 10 or so is very, very tough before lightening up a little bit. Nuggets on Saturday. Next Tuesday, national TV game against the Lakers. They got to play the Mavericks a couple times coming up. You have the uh, Warriors games not too far away. So it's a bit of a gauntlet right now. Um, There are no... I'd say there's no reinforcements coming. I guess technically Steven Adams is expected back hopefully within a week now. We're basically ending the the three to five week time frame they gave us and reporting is hopefully a week from now, uh, Steven Adams will, will be back. Steven Adams isn't going to fix everything, um, but absolutely his, uh, his return will be a boost for the Grizzlies. And of course, we can stop being uh, so weirded out by the Grizzlies, you know, and their refusal to play the... Uh, Ja, Dylan, Dez, Brandon, and Jaron minutes. Anyways, thanks you guys for listening to these episodes. Thanks to everybody who came out to the watch party in Nashville. If you don't mind, do me a favor, write me a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Also, subscribe to that YouTube channel, the Grits and Grinds YouTube channel. Anyways, hope you have a great weekend. I will talk to you soon. Go Grizz! winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.